0: I think investing increasingly in building their own database of candidates, their own talent communities where they can build you know, relationships with talent is a strong ROI payoff against spending money externally and just following an advertising based strategy.
1: We're listening to The Candy Shop Talk, brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman. Because improving candidate experience always impacts the business bottom line. The Candy Shop Talk podcast welcomes Jade Burrell, founder and CEO at Telemetry, and a proud Silver Candidate Experience Award sponsor. Listen in on how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business bottom line. Jay, thank you so much for joining me on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today?
0: Yeah, sure. My name is, uh, you know Jade Burrell and uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Telemetry. Uh, I founded the company you now 17 years ago, and you know what I what I do every day is work with our our largest clients on how we can improve their overall. Recruiting performance uh, with our with our
1: solution. That's excellent. So let's let's talk about telemetry because I've been a big fan for for years now, and I. I know that when when everything started to kind of come together with with everything that you do on the CRM side, sourcing side, with this telemetry suite, talk about the the main t- talent acquisition challenges that you do help solve with customers today. Let, let's talk about. Give me some of those highlights.
0: Yeah, I think we can talk about that at you know at a macro level and then at a specific uh, level, but you know, in essence, our you know our our solution is uh, an enterprise recruitment marketing platform, and we focus on improving our clients ability to, to source and attract talent from all channels and all the ways that they have to reach candidates to make sure that, that that's optimized And i think you know the way we think about it in our in our simplest focus and form our jobs to you know get people to apply for jobs and uh, apply for them into a company's existing applicant tracking system and our, our solution is is geared to optimize that process we see this as a big need on a On a macro level, there's going to be over $80 billion spent this year to get candidates to apply for jobs into corporations in North America. You think about that spend and all the ways that companies are spending their budgets to solve this problem. It's getting more complex. There's lots of new solutions. On the market in terms of methods that companies can deploy, strategies they can follow, new technologies to deploy, and as that gets more complex, they're spending more money. And uh, you know, our focus is to provide them with a platform that uh, manages all of that for them and make sure they're getting you know, results for their budgets.
1: So let's talk about that from a, from a differentiation point of view then, because the, you're right they they are spending lots of money on, on sourcing, but what, where are they spending the money wrong or where are they wrongly, or if that's even a word, I'm just going to make stuff up for you, Jade, but um, where are they spending, where are they spent, where should they be spending their money and why, and how do you differentiate in that regard?
0: You know, I, I think the, the answer to that is every company is a little bit different. You know, they're, they're, Techniques and strategies that they've been, that they currently work with, um, one of the core challenges that they have is a lack of visibility. So, um, walking into a client asking basic questions in terms of what are you doing to attract candidates and which of those activities is leading to hires in a definitive way is a challenge that lots of companies. have in terms of being able to answer clearly and you know with that if you think about marketing overall there are lots of ways to reach talent and that's going to be a different mix depending on the type of talent that somebody's trying to reach and their specific industry and their specific company do they have a very strong employer brand are they a recognized name are they looking for a specific talent are they looking for volumes of uh, you know hourly hourly talent what what's their focus so the answer isn't isn't overall, um, they should do it this way or not, but providing them the visibility so that as they are following all of the paths that are available to them, they can see what's working. They can focus and they can readjust. They can A B test either on a, a program or a campaign or a content level, but also on you know, should we try this strategy, uh, try this strategy, and evolve and learn from, from real solid metrics and data and a platform. You know, from that, then you can look at the data, you can look at what's working, where are they getting their hires from, and you can formulate what they should do next, and then next, and then next to, to increase. Now, some of, some of it is obvious uh, pretty quickly. Um, you can see, you know, they're advertising in 40 different places. Um, perhaps um, some of uh, those places aren't actually leading to hires for them. That's pretty quick turnaround to see uh, that impact. I think investing increasingly in building their own database of candidates, their own talent communities where they can build you know, relationships with talent is a strong ROI payoff against spending money externally and just following uh, an advertising based strategy. Those are some of the core. I think at, at, at the, the most fundamental is that as you do attract people from whatever you're spending your money on and they, they come into your organization, they hit your website and they start to apply, you know, are you, are you uh, converting 20% of them or 60% of them into applicants?
1: Speaking of a differentiator, because you're right, it's not going to be the same approach if you're targeting... Uh, engineers versus nurses, for example, are, are completely different, disparate uh, industries. But one of the things that we find from the talent board research uh, year after year for now in our seventh year is that a differentiator is how candidates are communicated with, even from pre-application, right? And, and uh, over-communicating with them and being having more of a c- customer-centric approach. So how... How do you recommend with companies, regardless of industry, how they approach that when, with with especially uh, utilizing telemetry in that regard?
0: Fundamental to uh, to you know making that shift from you know treating candidates transactionally to building relationships with them, which is I think what you're talking about. Yes. right, is mm-hmm. that you know, are looking at, at your relationship with them outside of a specific hiring cycle. Um, if you're going to do that effectively, the first thing that you need is you need a central database that has all the information on that candidate in one place. It's impossible to manage a relationship with somebody if they're living in eight different databases. Um, right. With the eight different interactions going on, so I think fundamentally the first thing that has to occur is all the all of the information on candidates has to come into one place, and whether that's bringing all of the applicant data that's flowing into the ATS back into uh, a recruitment marketing platform, so that it's intermingled with you know the profile you downloaded on them uh, three weeks ago from from a a job board um, or a social media site or other interactions that you're having with them before they hire, that all has to be in one place. So you've got one profile and it has all of the information that's possible on a candidate, so that from that one place, you can send them one consistent set of uh, communications because the first thing to torpedo your 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 candidate communication strategy is they're getting eight different messages from eight different systems mm-hmm. you you lose credibility immediately as as you know from a consumer marketing perspective. so I think that's number one and, and something that telemetry excels at is the deep integrations uh, to the applicant tracking system to be able to ensure that all the in real time, all of the applicant data is, is available in your marketing system, as well ensuring that all of the integrations to all of the other places where you're augmenting candidate data are in place, so you've got a robust profile. And then starting, uh, you know, to your point, Kevin, I think, starting the conversation, um, you know, way way before they apply for a job. So, how are you attracting people to join? You know, talent networks, um, build communities of talent, and engaging them and communicating with them, not just about job opportunities, but about other valuable information that's going to build you know your view of uh, of them as an employer on an ongoing basis, far before you have a job that they're interested in, and doing that in a in a way that is going to not feel interrupt driven to them right so you know they don't want to be blasted an email every day so that means that it has to be targeted it has to be personalized the communications that speaks back to having more and more data about the individual and that every interaction that your system is having with them and that you're having with them has to build and provide more information so that you can get more and more targeted and more
1: personalized and that helps on the candidate experience side of course because as 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 a, a job seeker who may or may not be interested in a, your specific business or brand and wanting to apply for a job i mean if i know that i'm being if there's some I hate to use the buzzwords but office, authenticity and the outreach and it's and it's targeted and it's relevant to me and it's not just blasting me jobs um, maybe you know you you might sway me and bring me in to your direction and be interested in your brand and your jobs. But when it comes to the recruiters, and you've already touched on this a little bit too, but can you give us more of a day in the life? How does utilizing telemetry from the recruiting side help free up more time so that I can be more proactive with, with the outreach that I'm doing, both on the automated, but you know even as well as more phone calls, for example. So how does telemetry help me empower more in that regard?
0: Yeah, I think there's there's a couple layers to that. So when we look at an organization, the first thing that we would be recommending that they do is not go and change uh, everything and implement another system for their their end recruiters to use as the first step. First step being, let's automate and and, and, uh, optimize your application process. Let's optimize your career site to make sure that you're driving up the number of applicants that are hitting the desk of your recruiters already. Right. Um, So first thing to do is give them more qualified applicants and you can do that without having to change what they do in a day as your first step. So start running segmented marketing campaigns to uh, targeted talent folders in a centralized recruitment marketing operations function and drive uh, outputs that are going to drive more applicants in, convert more applicants through the process. So the first thing that recruiters see is, Hey, the telemetry system is driving uh, two or three times more applicants for every job than I used to get. Super. Um, Now I uh, can really focus my time where it needs to go, whether that's on hard to fill requisitions where I'm going to have to actually get in and do specific sourcing. And then uh, that, is the next conversation is how do you enable those recruiters to go in and do better sourcing activity in a more effective way. So instead of them having to log into eight different databases out there that they may subscribe to, uh, have a single interface that they can come into where they can see their existing database, they can go and search live in real time all of the other data sources that uh, they subscribe to and cut down the time that it requires to do that and even more so fully automate that. So every day they don't kind of have to log into those eight applications. They can set up their searches. They can run that on an automated basis and make it more efficient for them. So then they're spending their time on the phone with the talent in their pipeline, building and selling the company's unique value proposition versus doing administrative tasks through the process.
1: Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And when it comes then, so I'm doing all this good work. I'm, I'm, I've got more free time to, to proactively Target the, the the better fit fits in, in all my pipelines and the jobs that I'm managing from a recruiting perspective. How am I reporting up then? So tell me how telemetry helps on the, the reporting side, the kinds of data analytics that are that are available, and and then how does that roll up to leadership as well?
0: Yeah, so you know, uh, in different levels. So one is being able to show um, from your various channels. So from advertising from your uh, various vendors that you advertise with or from your uh, email marketing campaigns that you may be running or your social channels, from your website, SEO strategies, your digital strategies, where are candidates coming from? And as they come in, how many from those various sources are completing the application process and how many are you hiring so you can actually look at value per source and vendor real-time across all of your jobs saying you know this is what's working for us definitively Um, this is what's not now maybe we need to go tweak the process or look at how we're working with that channel and the messages uh, differently or maybe we need to drop that activity Um, so I think that's first and foremost the big picture that that's required and through there you're measuring um, your, you know, your candidate drop-off, you know, candidate, you know, 100 candidates started and 20 completed isn't a good ratio, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we see where that's, that's optimized through all the various ways. You should be seeing, you know, your your candidate completion rates moving more to the 60, 70 percent completion rate um, in terms of uh, a good, a good benchmark versus 20 to 30, which is where we see most most clients starting if if they're, uh, if they're focused on this at all. And so uh, measuring that Overall channel performance, measuring the drop-off per channel is important. Then on the flip side, um, as those candidates build in your database and you look at the activity that your, your recruiters are performing, taking a look at the effectiveness of your, your campaigns and your outreach. Are you actually getting people to re-engage or not? Is your content working? When you look at a recruiter's performance, if, if a recruiter reached out to you know 500 people to get them to apply for jobs in your database, how many did apply and how many got hired because that recruiter's efforts led to that activity that's pretty important information to if you're managing three or 400 recruiters in an enterprise organization to see um, what activities are working so you can train people and you can evolve them to be more effective in their their day-to-day activities you know and I, i think you know overall then what's the health of my overall candidate database so i've got x number of people that we downloaded from various job boards where we have no relationship we have X number of people who have applied for jobs in the past. They're a little more engaged. We have X number of people who have registered to want proactive information. Um, and these are the people that we've touched in the last period of time for these purposes. So you can get an overall picture of engagement level out of your out of your database and do a better job.
1: Historically, that's always been an underutilized resource for a lot of many organizations. And, and hope, hopefully that's changing for the better with, with platforms like yours. The, the thing I wanted to ask uh, one step further, do you have like a a brief case study, whether you want to share the name of the company or not, of 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 something that you've kind of of how telemetries helped them improve their sourcing and their outreach.
0: Yeah, so you know a couple from a couple of different perspectives. We have okay. a, a client that's a large large global bank. When when they started with measuring this with us, um, they were hiring about five percent of their hires through their database. So most of their hires were coming by new applicants coming into the process from their advertising, et cetera. And as they started to focus on building their candidate database, remarketing to those candidates, they're getting now upwards of 50% of their hires coming from that database. So you can imagine the difference that that makes in their budgets and their spend overall. Absolutely. Right? When they are now only 50% dependent on external channels and advertising sources. Right. Um, and that pays back you know, on an ongoing basis. So that's one example, I think from another point of view in terms of candidate conversion, um, you know, where we replace a large healthcare organization hiring you know, tens of thousands of people a year, replace their application process with the telemetry application process behind their, their new telemetry career site. And we see their completion rates go from uh, the mid-teens to over 60%. So you know, in there, they're saying you know, over 200% increase in the number of completed applications without spending any more money. Right, And that was focused and tar- targeted initially on, on nurses right? in terms right. of a very high demand issue. So you can imagine if all of a sudden they're getting a couple hundred percent more nurse applications through their process because previously, you know, the nurse came, saw this brutal process and said, forget it. And the worst part of that is the best candidates leave first
1: exactly and and by the way th- another thing that relates to even internal candidates because we we know that you have to constantly re- re-recruit to retain as well and organizations have to look at both the inside and the outside when it comes to that so let's let's shift gears a little bit because you you're also a uh, one of our amazing candy sponsors as well and a big supporter of the program so can you just tell us briefly why why did you choose to support this program? I mean there's a lot of, of stuff that you, companies like yours in our space solution providers and ser- service providers alike that invest in on the marketing side, but why why did you choose to associate with the candies? Yeah,
0: you know, I, I think you know, fun, fundamentally, you know the candidate experience conversation is important, um, and, and you guys are doing a great job of sparking that conversation and raising the awareness of how important. Uh, that, that is um, to move, you know, specifically to move beyond a thought of a transactional recruiting focus to do uh, a more strategic play. So we, we want to support the community that you're building and, and that conversation that you're having. We think it's an important mandate, obviously related uh, very closely to the solutions that we sell. Um, so I think that's our, our primary view is support the community, support
1: the conversation. Um, it's an important one. Absolutely. We I mean, thank you again for that. So, so listen, it's just us, Jade. Nobody else is, is going to hear. You got something, you got anything top secret that you can share with me that's coming or is, what's, what's coming with the roadmap?
0: Yeah. So, you know, our, our focus overall at sort of kind of a high level is increasing the amount of data that we have on candidates and the various ways that that can be augmented and, and how a recruiting organization gets their hands on more more candidates to start to market to right so if you're uh if you're starting with a, a fresh crm system the biggest challenge is you don't have anything in it to market to right um, and so the first thing you have to do is fill it up and so you know maybe you have past applicants, and then you start attracting people and that's great but that's a slow process and if you think of um, how most marketing organizations go about this when they are in that situation, they go and buy the data. They go and access profiles that are targeted and they start to market to those. So making that easy to go find more profiles is really important and a core part of what we do today. And we're really focused on on that. I think second of all then is all the data that you're building on a candidate, making the, using that data to drive more automation and more personalization, which requires intelligence. So you can't have automation um, and personalization together without intelligence, Absolutely. right? Or else you're spewing stuff out to candidates. So those three things go, you know, four things go hand in hand. You have to have the data. You have to then make sure that you have a way to personalize off that data to your messages and your outcomes, make sure that um, that's automated and that all requires an underlying intelligence. So throughout the platform, that's our, our focus and varieties of active, you know, you know, functional elements that come from that focus, whether that's on, you know, on, on the career site and the experience of candidates have in a career site that's driven from that data and, and intelligence and personalization or from how you're messaging them from your, your campaigns. That's what to watch for us. That's our, that's our focus for sure.
1: The last thing, Jade, I like to ask my guests, besides everything else work-related that we've been talking about, candidate experience, recruiting, you name it, what else does Jade have a sweet tooth for?
0: I spent a lot of time um, working with uh, young entrepreneurs I have have throughout my career in terms of through various programs and personally. So that's uh, something that I think is just really important as a contribution to my community and uh, and paying it forward and and uh, the country. So and I am Canadian. So the other thing that comes with being a Canadian and a dad of young children is I'm a hockey dad. So I spend uh, an inordinate an amount of time at hockey rinks starting uh, this time of year. And... Uh, my final uh, you know, area of passion is, is barbecue. So you want to talk about recruiting or entrepreneurship <laughs> or barbecue or my kids and family, that's, you kind of pick any four topics and I can ramble on for a long time.
1: Or we have a barbecue together and then we can talk about all those things, right? Absolutely. We can, we can do that. That sounds like a plan to me. So that's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soccer dad. You're a hockey dad. I'm a soccer dad. So there you go. So listen, Jay, thanks so much for being on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. And I look forward to seeing you again in person very soon. Thanks, Kevin. Good to catch up. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Candy Shop Talk. For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, please visit www.thetalentboard.org.